and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about an ABC competition cooking reality sh- reality <laughs> show hosted by Aisha Curry called Family Food Fight. Now we watched one episode. We didn't get much information out of it, so stick around later. We'll be talking about that. Yeah, and I will say if you've never listened to this podcast before and you searched for this show on the Apple iTunes app and you thought, I'm going to listen to this episode where they discuss this show that I love, I would not listen to this episode because we didn't love it and we got things to say. Oh, well, you know, what's interesting is I think you didn't like it. We didn't, <sighs> it we made me mad. We don't usually talk about it afterwards so we could save it for the podcast, but I, I think you didn't like it and I don't know how I felt about it, but we'll talk about that later. Also on the show, Ashley and I sought out the cast special for the second season of Temptation Island that is on USA that premieres this coming Thursday. We watched the casting special. It was a lot of fun. There were some producers involved, people we were not expecting to see on our HD televisions. We'll talk all about that in the second half of this show and as a shout well. Out, shout out to Madeline, who is a listener to the pod, who alerted us that it was there. Yes, thank you, Madeline. And the way she did that is she uh, DM'd us on Instagram. We have a brand new Instagram account that we're having a lot of fun with. Go check that out at Reality Blows Podcast on Instagram. And while you're at it, why don't you rate this podcast five stars on the Apple Podcast app? Okay, we are we have a goal, folks. We're trying to get to a hundred five star reviews by the end of the year. And when we do, I think we're going to do some stickers. We're going to launch a couple other fun things. We're going to upgrade this podcast. It's we're going to take it seriously. Of fun. And you know what, Nick and I have never had one goal in our entire life, and our and so we decided to set a goal. It's to get a hundred five star reviews by the end of the year. You can help. We have many goals. You know, I'm trying to learn my times table by uh, 2020. You'll get it. Yeah. You'll get it. I like that um, before we get into our lives, I, you know, I just, I thanked Madeline for recommending us um, or, or letting us know that the casting special was out. Now, Madeline had also told us to watch the show. I'm pretty sure. I think that um, they found us on, she found us on Twitter and told us like, you got to watch the show. Yes. She's the catalyst for our obsession with this show. So thank you once again. But I like that she sent us videos of the opening and when we got the those videos you were like don't open that you were like it could be spam (laughs) (laughs) and you were like i was like i'm gonna open it i feel like she's not sending us spam and you were like i don't know open it on your phone i don't know i didn't recognize the account i I wasn't i was unsure that this was a a person that we had connected with already yeah i had done all the talking because we sort we we had we share the um the account for our social media so it's like, I, I don't, I'm not, sometimes I look on there and people are responding to things and I'm yeah. like, did I accidentally write somebody something? And I'm like, oh, did I write that on the Reality Blows account? And I meant to do it on my main account. And uh, no, it's just because Ashley has. And so I'm on I, it. Yeah. So, but I do every so often one, one of us will say something or post something on our joint account that we meant to do on our private account and it gets kind of strange. Yeah. When that you're happens like a lot. Actually. Responding <laughs> where you're like. DMing a friend or commenting on a friend's picture, and it's just like, uh, boy, it'd be really weird if Ashley's best friend thought that I was the person who wrote a really sweet message to them. So great to see you last <laughs> night. You looked wonderful. And I'm like, I really hope they don't think I was. Uh, all of a sudden, that's who I am. And that's beautiful what I'm... <laughs> as always. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it gets kind of confusing. As a matter of fact, I had to change my picture on my on my my own avatar for for my Nick Maritato uh, Instagram because. The picture I use for the uh, reality blows with our two faces. Yeah, that's the same face I use in my Instagram. Oh, so there was, was a while, yeah, super confusing. Well, I went to a wedding on Friday and I left a message on someone's um, Insta about how great it was to see them and how how beautiful they were and all that. And I did that through our reality blows account. Yes. Now that person has been on our show before, so Julia they, they, Solomon. They may be able to figure that out. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, we we watched that casting special, but. Guys, the first episode is up on 
on on the internet. Like you yeah. could watch it on their website. You could watch it on like their Apple TV, Roku, I think Fire set, Stick apps, and it's set to air on the channel on ten ten. I think. Yeah, but they're getting people primed and ready to watch but it. But the, the show is up. Yeah, on the, we did but not we didn't watch, watch it. Yet. No, because we were yeah. we were like we're gonna wait. We're gonna do it with the nation. Well, that's the thing. It's like I don't want to come on here and recap a show that you guys thought was premiering on Thursday and spoil yeah. everything. That's not what we do. But next Monday, oh, next oh Monday, oh boy, we will be talking about that first episode. And if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that maybe our favorite pod, maybe our favorite one, I would say in the running of our favorite shows that we've watched while on here is definitely Temptation Island. Yes. Would you so say? I would say that is, yeah, it's one of our our faves that wasn't on our radar. So I want to ask- someone recommended. Uh, just I think it might be the fave. It could be. And, yeah. and, and what's interesting about that is uh, I wanted to bring this next thing up. And I, I'm a, a, a fan of- uh, of Howard Stern, and you know Howard Stern likes to plan his shows, uh, his future shows, and his bits and his fun events. A lot of the fun of that is doing that on the air. Mm. You know, it's it, they talk a little bit. You know, obviously it's a great show, uh, or however you think about it, but it's a, a show that's been on for a long time, and clearly there's some plan. But what I get drawn into in re- in radio is when somebody when i feel like i'm in on an event and actually i haven't run this by you at all so blowhards you're in on this i'm thinking at the end of this year ash we do a countdown of the shows that we watched and we vote somehow mm. on what the best show that we've watched in 2018 is. Wow. And maybe we open it up in as a poll to our listeners. Let's open it up way. as a poll. I don't know. We don't get so many interactions that that the poll numbers might be crazy, but I think if we figure out a good way to do a poll, I think some people will flick that little poll and tell us what they like. I think people might vote, Ash. I think I think we should do it by categories. We like could best do, cooking show, best great. dating show. That's great. But but we also should have like a best An picture. Over- Overall. Like a best picture, yeah, right? Overall. So I think best we'll, episode. I already know it's gonna win. See, you don't know I anything. Know it's yet. gonna you win. I know. I do. I got you an idea. I you got know. an idea. <laughs> best episode. Emmy nominated. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I think that's what we may do for uh, maybe our our New Year's episode. So we that's have a, we have some we have some time. There are some shows that could squeak in there. Yeah. You know, is squeak it squeak in? Are they gonna squeak in? Or are they gonna squeeze in? I, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, we don't know yet, Ash. I, I'm just saying, like, thinking about it now, how, how are things going to beat the challenge? You know what I mean? It's going to be tough because mm-hmm. that is the thing. Is the, should the challenge be removed? Ooh, because it's no. almost like we're, we have too much to do with that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that is we're, true. We're, like a little, we're in a little, little too deep to, yeah. to be unbiased uh, and to not rate it over something so glorious as a Food Network food fight or whatever the fuck we're going to talk about later. It is the best show on television of all time, besides well, Eastbound and Down. So we'll have to see. But folks, I think it's fun. Maybe you can look forward to that. Mark your calendars the Monday after the new year. Yeah, weigh something. in. Who knows? Nick's going to figure out how to do an online poll. Or you might have to just fly to Brooklyn and come and vote yeah. in a ballot box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm sure we're going to have some uh, classic issues like hanging chads and whatnot. Now, um, are you guys old like I am? What's a hanging chad? You don't know what a hanging chad is? No. How about all those votes that are in the Atlantic Ocean down at uh, in uh, the Florida Panhandle? Are you talking about Al Gore? I'm talking about Al Gore. <laughs> Thank you. Are you talking about George Bush? Yes, I'm talking about George Bush. <laughs> yeah. All I right, don't listen. know what a hanging chad is, though. You didn't explain what a hanging chad that is. That was when they figured out the voting booths in Florida yeah. where Jeb Bush yeah. was governor or whatever. Uh, they found out that like they when you punch the hole in the old voting booth, right? You punch a hole in a card. That's what the that little button you push and that noise yeah. it makes. That ch- that's punching a physical hole in a ballot. Now what it's supposed to do is fully punch out a hole. Boom, a square. Bam. Now there's a square hole to where that you're trying to vote for. But what happens sometimes when our machines are old and we're trying to put? Think about your hole punchers. Sometimes they're not as sharp, and there's that little corner that hangs on. Yeah. And so it doesn't punch a full hole. It just kind of leaves a little hanging piece, right? Oh. That's the chad, folks. And that oh. doesn't get fully counted. Okay. So <gasps> there were hanging chads left, and that's why we went to war in Iraq. 
Wow. So there you go. And then that it's that simple. Folks. Now, is hanging chad a term that people use? That was a big that was our big buzz line. You know how like now they're just talking about like uh, uh whistleblowers, you know how yeah. whistleblowers the new yeah. thing that everybody likes to talk about in politics. Hanging chad was that in the year not 2000, basically. Why did you yeah. just stand up? I stood up to uh, adjust my my shorts. But, oh, Nick uh, just stood up and started <laughs> with his hands getting very excited about whistleblowers. It looked like I was like about I, yeah. like all of a sudden like the the uh um uh, some song would be playing. Yeah, it felt like a dramatic moment. No, just trying to uh, adjust my uh, shorts. Okay, um, let's get into our lives. Well, yeah, I do want to get into our lives. And I mean, I think you wanted to start talking about whatever you wanted to talk about. Uh, well, I I had a, a, I had a stressful week, okay, for a lot of different reasons. But one is, is that I was, um, I was, I'm in a, I'm in a Netflix show. Okay, called abstract for like I'm in it for like 45 seconds, but I didn't know how long I was going to be in it. And I didn't know what my edit was going to be because I'm doing stand up in this show. So it's a Netflix show called abstract. And I am in the episode about the creator of Instagram. And um, I wonder if we could watch this show for the podcast, actually, now that I'm talking about it, because it's it's kind of a reality. It's it's a documentary. You're right. So. I, I knew, I did this, I don't know, six months ago. We filmed this. I forgot about it. It was kind of like a strange experience. I didn't think too much of it. And then this week, I started getting like messages on social media from friends being like, I saw you on Netflix. I saw you on Abstract. Like, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And I just started um, go- doing what I like to do in those situations, which is deny, deny, deny. You know, internally. I said thank you to the friends, but I, I did not for one second seek out the show okay and then last night I don't know Nick what was it like 10 p.m. I was like Nick I've been I'm on a show and it's been released on Netflix and I need you to watch it because I I don't know what my edit's gonna be like you were so freaked out so freaked out in fact that we actually paused the episode of Southern Charm season four we were watching I believe it was episode six I couldn't in the middle so I could pull up this scene on my phone yeah scrub through this episode of abstract and watch the 37 seconds that Ashley is on this show. Yeah. And let me tell you folks, it's pretty fun. It's kind of cool. And, uh, Ashley should be proud. It's something you could clip out and use in a reel of some sort. There's one of your infamous jokes on there getting laughs. And not only that, because it was, it was talking, uh, the, the, uh, topic of conversation was a, a digital man basically. Yeah. When, uh, y- when people laughed at your joke, they had like laugh emojis, like mm-hmm. go over the screen as if like, uh, it was like an Instagram live story or something that you were reacting to. It was actually very dope. Uh, and the way that it was shot was really cool. And it looked like the guy who invented Instagram. Was he the guy who invented yeah. Instagram? He looked like he really liked your material, which yeah. that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. I mean, we love Instagram. We do. It's love one of Instagram. our favorite things on the planet right now. It's yeah, like we're Lily, super into Instagram, it. <laughs> Southern charm, like these are the things that we like. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, now, what if? Well, okay, here's a question for you. I yeah. know this is kind of off topic, okay, but it's cool that the guy who invented Instagram was like sitting in a in like a dirty nightclub watching you perform your act, and then like everything was kind of like in red, like as if you were like uh, I don't know, um, uh, what's that uh, show uh, with the red room and the what? Black Lodge? I don't know. Oh come on! Twin Peaks? Yeah, it was yeah. almost like it felt like a Twin Peaks, yes. right? It didn't mm-hmm. didn't it feel like the black the Black Lodge kind of yeah. or whatever. I see what you're saying. Like it was everything was like red it velvet, was very stylized, very stylized. Yeah. It was very cool. What would have been better? Okay, what had happened? Yeah, which is the guy who invented Instagram was sitting there enjoying you, right? Or if, let's just say. Craig from Southern Charm was in the audience enjoying your act. Wow. What would you have preferred? Wow. What would you have preferred? The man who invented Instagram or Craig from Southern Charm? And are we saying that we're taking the experience exactly as it is? It's a documentary about Craig from Southern Charm <laughs> and the fact that he likes to sew. Yeah, it's going to be Craig. My vote's for Craig. The Instagram guy was very cool. Yeah, I'll say that. I like him. Did you actually get to meet him? Yeah, we chatted. Oh, very cool. The shoot was hours. I'm shocked that they only used. I remember you being miserable because this was shot in like Long Island, right? It was shot in Yonkers. In Yonkers, yeah. And and you drove there, and it was was a self report. And let's just say that uh, there was a there was a a moment where you felt like you were being kind of. 
you weren't be, being mistreated. There was an incident where right. someone um, uh, on the camera crew squeezed my arm and reacted to my fatty arm. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how else to say. I didn't want to say. I didn't want to bring that up. I just wanted to say that it was colored in. But if you're talking about it, we could talk about it because yeah. this was really what the deal was. Yeah, I didn't sign an NDA. <laughs> Listen, I, we're gonna joke about this, and we're gonna feel bad about Ashley because we have to feel bad that Ashley was mistreated. But just know that Ashley's secure enough in herself. Yeah, I'm that fine. we can talk about this. And I just laugh don't about need this. a grown man stranger to squeeze my arm and but go. What Whoa. did he do? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. So like he was a there, there was a director and he was kind of adjusting you. He on wasn't stage. the director. Okay. The director was great. Okay. The director, I liked the director a lot, and he was. Um, we you know we chatted afterwards. This was like an assistant of some kind who was moving me around, like for the camera shot because they were doing an an over the shoulder from behind, and he was like, "Just don't step over here, and if you feel me do this, it means you've gone too far." And he when he said, "When you feel me do this," and he squeezed my arm, but then he squeezed my arm, and I'll say, I'll tell you guys blowhards i mean we're family here my arms are sort of like pudding <laughs> you know they're very they're very squeezable filet mignon nick has often commented wow it's like you don't have any muscles in your body you know i'm very soft and, and listen, squeezable a- ashley is not fat folks and not that there's anything wrong with there's being nothing fat. wrong I'm, with being i nick i don't know if you've ever seen me i'm fat so you're I, not fat. I, you're listen, not. I, we can talk about this stuff. I struggle with my weight. And let's just say that I am much bigger than Ashley, much bigger than Ashley. Always have been, always will be. Now, Ashley, though, when you touch Ashley, even though she doesn't look like it, she does feel like you're kind of squeezing into, uh, I would say, a it's kind of like a marshmallow. I mean, I know yeah, that's a tough. It's kind of like if you took a pantyhose and you filled it with like <laughs> raw Pillsbury dough, right? And you made it tight like a little sausage casing, yeah. okay? And then you squeezed it, you would be like, you would, you you almost expect your thumbprint to stay in there yeah. like a Tempur-Pedic Honestly, mattress. Honestly, to your credit, when you squeeze, the impression stays for a second, then it fills back up. Like a, <laughs> that's like it not fills true, but back it does, up. it is like that. And it really is from top to bottom, isn't it, Ash? Yeah. It's really shoulders to toes with that. I would say it's, but it's mostly in the arms, right? Mostly in the arms and the thighs, maybe? Yeah, the th- arms, the thighs, you know, there's other places. <laughs> the earlobes, <laughs> the ankles. But I mean, it's not like you don't have a nice physique. You have a very nice physique. Babe, but... I'm not worried about my physique. No, okay? no one is. I'm, I'm saying we yeah. all love your physique. Yes. We love it, we love it, we love it. But yeah. it is just, it, it is, I, I'm not sympathizing with this horrible man. But I would say that instead of him, you know, it may have been less of like, I'm going to insult this person and more of just utter shock of touching a human and like giving them a little touch on the arm and then your hand sort of sinking in about an inch. Okay, that's not, you're being <laughs> over dramatic. He grabbed a fat arm and he said, whoa. He said, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Now we're laughing about it now, but. It was traumatizing for Ash at the moment. I was livid, and I forced Ashley. I mean, I don't even know if you want to talk about the second part. Yeah, we can. I forced Ashley. I didn't force her, but we talked about it, and I was. I very much encouraged her to, to notify a few folks to let them know that that was maybe not the nicest thing to do to somebody who's driving out to a shoot. And let's be honest, I don't think you made that much money. Nah, right? I didn't even make rent, y'all. Yeah, it wasn't enough to yeah. be insulted on stage in front of a huge The problem of was is that when he did it, we were on stage and there was the microphone was right there and we were in front of an audience that they had bust in for this shoot. So it was yeah. like 30 strangers got to hear him in a microphone as he grabbed my arm and went, whoa, you know, it was very, um, it was very much on display for the world. Yeah. Could it just been the two of us? You know, I might've been like, hey dude, what the fuck, you know? First off, let me know next time you're going to touch me. Second off, don't comment on my body. But because it was in front of like a bunch of people. Anyway, you know, it's, I'm, I don't know. It's fine. It's a fun story, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It was, you, I self reported. So that means I had to show up on my own. And uh, the, the drive was really nice. Oh, there you go. There well, you go. no, I mean, what the nice thing is, is that the end result here is something. It looks good. You look good in it. You're funny in it. And it's a fun clip. So go check that out. It's Ashley's uh, yeah. Nightmare. Um, <laughs> go find that on your Netflixes. Um, <clears throat> but uh, let's just be honest. We're happy that that didn't happen. That whoa incident didn't happen in front of Craig. 
Yeah. I mean, that would have been worse. That would have been so <laughs> upsetting. Wow. We're like knee deep in season four. And I have, I, I don't know if you guys are watching. I mean, I'm not trying to get into reality television talk and the up top part of our podcast. But I just want to say like, Craig, I hope you get diagnosed with ADD and you get on some meds that help. Okay. Yeah. That's all. <clears throat> Craig's got some issues happening. In I, season it's four. breaking my heart. It's, so there's a lot of issues happening, but yeah. you know what? Soon enough, you guys will hear all our opinions. Yeah, we're gonna that. do a season four recap. You know, talking or about review. Talking about mar- marshmallow arms. Um, I. Oh, are you upset that I said that? No. Uh-uh. You looked at me like you're like you're bringing up marshmallow arms again. No, you son of uh-uh, a bitch. Uh-uh. No, I'm. I want to bring it to my own goddamn marshmallow arms. Yeah. I'm having. I'm having trouble, right now. I'm going through a little bit of something what's going on well it's october yes and your favorite month it is my favorite month and i uh i'm i'm struggling to not eat halloween candy Mm. it's really what's going on with me as soon as mid-september hits i start to realize that halloween's coming up yeah and then you know every commercial i see is like a dracula sucking the peanut butter out of a reese's cup and it's like i I can't resist much longer to eat a bag of candy i want one of those people why you're resisting why you're putting this on yourself do they know have we talked about the fact that we're going to Disney World oh. in well, three weeks? I, I'm sure. And we you've have. been trying to get trim so that you can be in cool <laughs> Disney photos. Well, I, I no. Well, what happened was, and I've talked about this plenty of times. The real issue was me, Ashley and I when we went on our little tour for Ashley's uh, album uh, thing that she was doing, whatever we called it. What's the name of that? My little tour. Yeah, it was. This could something. be my album. This could be my album. Something. Yeah, Where, it was Ashley's, a run of shows in North Carolina and Virginia. And anyway, I can't be in the what do you call that the biscuit belt i don't know what it is but i'm gonna start calling I it like the, it i'm gonna yeah. start calling it the biscuit belt yeah. because i really can't the gravy go to this, river i can't go to the southeast without drinking gallons and gallons of sweet tea and eating biscuits like with cheese on them and other things but really the biscuits bojangles yeah. to my left cracker barrel to my right i'm looking at a fucking uh waffle house in the distance like i want all of this stuff like that's what i like is like buttery bready shit yeah it's heaven and i ate so much of that stuff that i felt like a biscuit when i came back like i just felt swelled up and puffy yeah and uh, i was sweating for no reason yeah it was bad so i i sweating for that was like maybe the middle of june and so I decided, like, I need to go off of this stuff big time. And so what I did was I cut all of the carbs out and all of the sugar out for the most part. And now what I do is I just suffer through my life. And I've been doing Come that. On. It's a suffer and a struggle every day. Babe. It doesn't get easier at all. Babe, you know you're how not people are like, suffering. hey, listen, it, it gets better. It does not get you're better in this situation. Lead. Yes, maybe if you're living some, uh, uh, if you're living your life in a way as a young man, and when you grow older, you're like, I can finally be myself, and people understand, and the world is changing. That's great. That's that's not true when you have an addiction to sugar and carbohydrates, like I do. I am faced by it, and then when people, when you when you tell people like fucking Ashley over here, when you're like. Oh, no, I, I'm struggling over here. Ashley's like, come on, you're doing this to yourself. Just have a cookie. Like, people don't do that with other things. People don't do that. Just sniff a line of Coke. We're all eating Coke. It's cocaine day. We all have Coke on cocaine day. You just have some Coke, and then it'll be fine. Listen, if you stop uh, holding yourself, if you stop being so strict with uh, your uh, crack use... And you just have a little crack every once in a while, but just don't have crack all the time. You'll be okay. Okay, you won't you won't feel it. But you I, you can't because if I have a little hit, a little hit of that Kit Kat, I'm going crazy, folks. And I'm eating all the Kit Kats. And when Ashley goes and does whatever the hell she says she's going to do, I'm going to the store and I'm buying a bag of fucking Kit Kats. And I'm eat, trying to eat all those Kit Kats and throw away the wrappers before somebody, a human being, sees me. Aww. That's what I do. I so think... I'm a sneaky eater. I'm all that stuff. Anyway, I haven't eaten any of this shit since the middle of June. And while we're recording this, it's the beginning of October. It's the first week. What was this? Second week of October? I don't know. 
But what I've decided was that I'm not going to eat any of this shit till we go to Disney World. Now, we have a trip for Disney World the Nick, week of Halloween. You are doing yourself a disservice on this podcast, and I will not let you continue to by, do it. By talking you are too making, long? No. You uh-huh. are making all of this about your diet. You're just like, yeah, I can't have any sugar. And it's like, okay, don't have any sugar. But don't like disregard the fact that you, Nick Maritato, have gone to the gym every day for three months and done 45 minutes at least on the elliptical every day you're up there you're sweating you're getting muscles you're taking care of your body like why are you just so focused on the fact that you are not having sugar when you are like going to the gym and you're making actual physical health a priority and you're eating salads every day that's why i'm like every day uh, pretty dang uh, close. A lot, a lot of salads. You sure. did all that it's hard. talking. It sucks. What did you just talk for? What 30, 40 minutes about sugar? Hey. And you didn't once mention the fact that you're going to the gym every day. Gym isn't hard. I don't mind going to the gym. Yeah, it's incredible that you've been doing it. You, he comes home sweaty, y'all. <laughs> he comes home. He's sweaty. He's got he's got muscles in his legs. Yeah. Well, th- thank you. I don't know why you're saying this, and I don't understand how the idea that I that I go. It's not to just the gym about the fact that you've given up sugar. It's about the fact no, that you're making healthy is. decisions no, like exercising. You're wrong. It really has nothing to I've do with the exercise. I've never known you to exercise. I've known you, what have we been together? How long have we been together? 14, 45, 60 years. I've, I, you've never been an ex- exerciser, babe. I've been an exorcister. Listen, I, I it's okay. Yes, that is a great thing that uh, to do, to, to go and, and, and do. I, I do m- only cardio, really. But yes, that's fine. But you don't understand. It's the everyday struggle, okay? It's the everyday struggle of not, of seeing people eat pizza on the street like yeah. they don't give a shit. Yeah, people will wanting, really do that I mean, too. People just eat people on the street and they'll in New York say City. they'll take a bite of their pizza and they're like, "I don't give a shit," and then they just keep <laughs> eating their pizza. They really don't. Sometimes you see guys with two slices of pizza, one in each hand, yeah. taking bites of each yeah, side. Yeah, they're slapping people on the cheeks with their pizza. <laughs> and it's it's interesting because like it's really just the bread that I'm looking for in that. Like, yeah, because I, I I want a flaky, crusty bread, folks. That's all. Yeah, a cheesy bread. Come on. Yes, I want a, a cheesy a bread. Cheesy bread. It's heaven. And, and, and you know, it hasn't been so much. Uh, sometimes it's ice cream that I'm thinking about mm. quite a bit. Like I'd like some ice cream. I like some ice cream. It's been pizza this time. It's been pizza. And also straight up candy bars, and and as you know, bringing it back to forty five minutes ago when I started this, it's Halloween time, and all of the ads and the candy is becoming rampant. You walk into a store, they're offering a candy. Somewhere. Yeah, what it's, kind of candy do you want? I want to right now. It's like a Reese's cup. You know, mm. I just want a Reese's cup, but I really want like what is that? <clears throat> Mars? Like what's the company that does like? Oh no, it's Nestle. Uh, it's Hershey. Mm. So Hershey, I think Hershey and Nestle are the same. I don't fucking know. But it's her, like you all of- You want the grab bag. I want that grab bag, yeah, baby, with the, with little the miniatures. Mr. Good, good bars. I love the little yellow Mr. Good bar. You yeah. look like you're dressed in a Mr. Good bar <laughs> right now. You're wearing a yellow shirt with some red writing on it. Now, the only thing I get excited about when it comes time for Halloween is candy corn. I want to put some candy corn in the freezer Folks, and start popping those things like popcorn. I don't even care about candy corn, and I've seen candy corn, and I've like longed for it. Mm, uh, I love candy corn. So I don't know what's going to happen. I, I think what I need to do is have some sort of a cheat day before we go to Disney World. I've well, talked this about is the this. thing. You can't go to Disney after not having any carbs or sugar for months and then just eat a bunch of carbs and sugar or Disney because that is going to ruin our trip because you're going to be in the bathroom the whole time. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You got your body has to be prepared. I'm going to be in the bathroom the whole time. Loving it. I don't care. <laughs> all right. I'll live in a bathroom as long as somebody keeps putting little Reese's cups under the door for me to eat. My I need it, folks. Nick, you should Um, just be. I'm just so impressed with you for going to the gym. I think that that is very cool. Very cool and very nice. But the fact that I have to walk, stop doing this podcast, and then go eat the same thing that I eat every single day, pretty much, is depressing to me, and it's tough. It's tough for me to deal with. All right, that's enough for me about this shit. Yeah. Um, still staying strong, all that good stuff. Do you want to talk about anything else before we get out of here? I had like some stuff to discuss, but I'm good. About what? About what? I was going to talk about how I, I last week I, I walked some rich dogs. Uh-huh. Um, like my friend who is a dog walker went on vacation for a few days and she asked me to take over her route because I used to be a dog walker. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. It's just like four days of walking these dogs in the richest part of Manhattan which is the West Village. And it's just like very strange to be walking an animal and know that it is worth more than you. Like this dog is way richer net, than I am. Net worth? 
Well, yeah. that dog really doesn't own anything. So but I'm taking it wrong. back to like a $10 million, you know, townhouse. And it's like, it, this dog feels like it's more important than me. All rich dogs are, or if they have a dog walker, they're worth more than their dog walker. So don't feel like, oh my God, I can't believe I found myself in this predicament. If somebody can afford a seven day a week dog walker. Yeah. You're a rich fuck. It's also crazy just how rich these people are. Like, I don't think people, you know, when I lived in North Carolina, my idea of rich is like like lower middle class to what I have seen in New York. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, of course. The I mean the standards amount, are yeah the upper the upper class in New York City. It's it is shocking how rich these people are. You walk into a I said ten million dollar um, townhouse. Probably more than that. I'm gonna guess twenty five million. You know, there's Picasso's on the wall. Everyone is home all the time. No one the works. Worst. <laughs> that is my worst fear. And I used to walk dogs as well, and yeah. that was my worst fear. And you asked, like, I, you know, I asked my friend, like, what do these people do for a job? And she's like, well, this family, they're um, they're philanthropists. Um, this other family, they do real estate, which just means that they own buildings and someone manages them for them. So it's just like you just walk in and it's just like a, oh, uh, somebody who's in their 50s who's drinking a bottle of wine at noon and then lounging by their pool in downtown Manhattan in the sun and you're taking their dog. It's just strange. And I've been watching a lot of television shows based around rich families, so I feel like I'm part of one at this point. You, you know, HBO like you has slide in. HBO has two fire television shows happening at the exact same time right now. One of them being Succession, the other being The Righteous Gemstones. Both of them are about rich, fucked up families. Yeah. Really wealthy, not rich, like wealthy, super wealthy, fucked up, private plane wealthy. And uh, I'm starting to, I'm watching so much of this stuff that I'm starting to like understand the wealth, you know. And I'm realizing, you know, it's not all it's cracked up to be, folks. I mean, you still got your problems, and some of the problems Nick, are a lot. That of- is marketing. Okay, they're supposed to the whole thing. Anytime rich people and poor people are put in popular television and or movies, it is to show us that the rich people, it's really not that great to be that rich. And like, you should be happy because poor people really know how to live. Are you trying to say mo money, mo problems? (sighs) That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Folks, uh, stick around. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk a little reality TV. Hang in there. We'll be back. Folks, we are back. Ashley, let's start with ABC's family food fight, which is hosted by Aisha Curry. And apparently Aisha Curry, not only the wonderful wife of Steph Curry, and Steph Curry, not only the wonderful executive producer of Holy Moly, but also an NBA champion. Now, um, Aisha Curry, she has. how do we know that she... She's a chef. Is it just because she has that Food Network show that's gone on a couple of seasons where she's cooking for people that she knows? Is that her credentials or was she a chef at other points or on other things? Do you know? I started following her on Instagram probably like five years ago and she was posting meals and recipes and stuff. So she takes it uh, very seriously. So I think I don't think she's like a you know professional chef, but I think she's a celebrity that has made it their sort of thing. Um, I I wanted to watch this show. I found this show. I told you I wanted to watch it for the podcast because I like her and I like their family a lot. And um, I I'm in, I enjoy them. I bought all of her coffee mugs. This right here, you see this? Oh yeah. This is part of her home collection. Oh shit. Yeah, it's um it's family inspired meals by that's the name of the the brand by um, Aisha Curry. The name of the brand is Family Inspired Meals. Yeah, I don't know why Family a- Inspired Meals, but that's the name. And I have this one. I have a few of these coffee mugs. You know, I like her deal. Um, and it is a bad name. You're right. That is a bad name. Fim, family inspired meals. It's too long for a name. Also, what's on it is it's just like a matte pink coffee mug. That's nice. Then there's a heart, um, kind of hand drawn on it. It looks like, uh, maybe decoupaged on it. And then, uh, there's a saying that says, love you a latte. Now I've never heard anybody say that. So I feel like that is original and a great mug. Love you a latte. 
this is not a good mug. I mean, the shape is nice. The the base color is nice. The fact that uh, there's a really hacky phrasing on it is lame. I have lame. another one. I have a blue one. Yeah. And I it's know, got yeah. eyes that are closed. And it says, I'd rather be in bed. That's, That's another okay, one. Okay, sure. There was one that I could never get that was black and white. And it said, coming in hot. Oh. I tried to get that one. But this is I was introduced through it to it through FabFitFun. Okay, so this is more of your FabFitFun obsession. Well, I started with her first, okay? Uh -huh. I was excited to see that they partnered with her. I've always liked her, okay? And, you know, I like, um, we don't, we, you and I, we don't really talk about Here politics or religion oh, on the yeah. show. Oh, yeah, sure. But I'll say that. Wait, I, hold on. What? what about all our hanging chad talk? Yeah, I was we about to every, say. <laughs> we always talk 10 minutes about hanging chads every episode. You know that. I was, um, I enjoy watching. Like, I, there's something to me that is incredibly interesting about um, Christian reality shows. Huh. Okay? So, like, when the host, when I know that the hosts are Christian and that they are sort of pushing, or not pushing, I shouldn't say that. They're, they are, they're putting their Christian values into the show. I'm fascinated by that because I, I kind of grew up without religion. And so it's interesting to me when I see that. And I'm specifically talking about Fixer Upper. Right. Fixer Upper, folks, if you guys remember that show. I think we reviewed that show on here. We should have. If yeah. we haven't, we should have. And if you don't know about Fixer Upper, just go to any Target. You'll see that the cat. The, the Magnolia uh, Home Collection. Yeah. The uh, Fixer Upper family. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We did talk about it because I was I'm completely bothered by the man on that show. Yes. We uh, I, I, he bothers yeah. me, too. Yeah. He like uh, remember that time that he was pulling his pant. He <laughs> yeah, it's a Christian show. But then the one episode we watched, they were like fixing up a house for a couple. Yeah. And like a the man like let like walked out of the unfinished bathroom with his pants around his ankles he was trying to it was some sort of a bit he has the um humor of a 12 year old boy yeah there's a lack of maturity there but they well because like when you're not a christian your humor can like evolve evolve a little bit because yeah. like when you're 10 and what you can do is is just laugh about you know poopies peepees Heinies, wieners, nanas, and when you're an adult, it's fun to laugh about, you know, shit and pussies and vaginas. No, and No, when you're an adult, you get to <laughs> and buttholes, depression, what you existential can... crisis. Well, all the things that your that somebody's faith might. Uh, That's might interesting. Alleviate. I never really thought about how. Um, you're right. That is true. Those are all things that your faith might alleviate. Mm. I never really thought about the progression of Christian humor. We should look into that. But I will say on the show, it, it's I, I am I'm fascinated. Uh, what's a what's a word for agenda that is not charged? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say the Christian agenda because that sounds like uh, mm. conspiratorial, but it's sort of like POV. Yeah. The Christian POV. The Christian point of view. Sure. I, I find that interesting on reality television. And it's, it's something that drew me to Fixer Upper until I couldn't watch it anymore because of um, Chris Gaines, you know, his humor um, or his attempted Is his name humor. Chris Gaines? Yeah. See, I thought Chris Chip. Gaines. Chip. Oh, okay. Chris Gaines, I believe, is the alter ego of um who's the guy we watched his um his special on new year's eve uh this year where it rained at notre oh, dame yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. isn't that chris gaines garth like, brooks garth, didn't garth brooks have like that alter ego where he dressed in like a black wig and did like yeah. hard rock and country and hosted snl as yes. like i think that's chris gaines yeah i think now, you might be right if chris gaines had a fixer-upper show i would absolutely love that yeah. you know what i mean Hey guys, uh, we took a quick pause there because there are about 45 moving trucks outside of our building and they're constantly going in reverse. They're, uh, we, we live next to, we're bookended uh, our apartment building by factories that create plastic and metal. I don't know what they do. Our, our neighborhood is not a residential, okay? Not historically residential. So next door is something called Easy Fat Trading, and uh, it's just 18-wheelers coming in and out of that place all the time. Yeah, it's, it's bad news, and they don't know how to turn corners because people park on both sides of the streets, and so if they turn a corner, they may destroy a vehicle. So there's like an entire company outside trying to... 
uh, help uh, an 18 wheeler turn a corner. And that happens, I would say, seven times a day, yeah. every day for the past 12 years. It's intense. And it's a lot of beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. A, lot of, a lot of guys screaming. Hey, and then what will happen is like sometimes it, at the end of the block, it's a one-way street. So at the end of the block, somebody is trying to turn a corner for 25 minutes. And then somebody turns onto our block just like a regular vehicle, a car, if yeah. you will. And they'll get to the end of the block and realize, oh, shit, like I'm not going to be able to pass. Yeah. So now they have to back Now out. they're going in reverse and, down the whole street. And midway through, another car turns. So yeah. now there's another car being like, why hey, is this? I'm, fucking, I'm going in reverse here. Why? Why is this guy reversing on this one-way street and now it's two cars reversing then yeah. another car come and then pretty pretty off pretty soon it, it seems like we have an entire uh block full of lunatics going the wrong way on a one-way street it's it's really a lot of fun living in brooklyn i'll tell you that right now it's a lot of fun you should come here you should live here make sure you have a vehicle because it's cool to have a vehicle in Brooklyn and Nick because is being sarcastic. people will smash your car up Let's and then get... just walk away. That's yeah. very fun. It's very cool. It does actually happen a bunch. And then you get it fixed, and then two weeks later, you come back to your vehicle and somebody has smashed it again. It's hey, like this isn't awesome. the life part of the podcast. Right, anyway, we were sorry. talking about superstar Chris Gaines, the rock, <laughs> <laughs> the the rocking rock and roll star and and leather, who is also known as uh, yeah. Garth Brooks. Listen, we're gonna put a pin in the Chris Gaines conversation. We were talking about Fixer Upper and the Christian POV. Is there anything else you want to well, talk about? Well, that's why, there? I, you know, I wanted to see what um, Aisha was doing. I like her and I wanted, I knew that she was going to sort of interject. The fact that, like, she has the word family in all of her endeavors is interesting to me, you know? And so I was like, well, I wonder what this is going to be like. And um, I was drawn to it for those reasons. Also, you know, Holy Moly is one of the best shows on television. Also on ABC. Yeah. And so I was like, if it's anything like her husband's show, this is going to be great. And the problem was, is that this show really sucked. I give it, I give it a... I give it a C minus. I really did not like this show for two main reasons. One is that the hosts don't have any relationship to each other. Okay. There's no fun banter. These people don't seem to have known each other for a while. There's really nothing going on between the hosts. It's just kind of like, yeah, you're, you're a chef. I'm a chef and that's Aisha Curry. And so I, I wasn't into the fact that there's no camaraderie between the hosts. Well, before we, we really launch into your, I want to launch into my hate. Well, can we explain to these folks who probably won't watch this show what the show is? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's your classic cooking competition show, right? Um, but the twist here is that all of the competitors are families and they are bringing their own family recipes and their own family style and of cooking that's based usually around their sort of nationality. It's sort of like Top Chef, but instead of individual chefs, they're families. Yes, and instead of, at least in this first episode, instead of it being totally about like... We want you to pre prepare the perfect souffle. Right. It's like we want to see your family's version yeah, yeah, of the yeah, breakfast, like, you know, food. Yeah, give us your family's version of breakfast at night. If you're going to yeah. eat breakfast for dinner, what would your family do? And so it's like not just about the skills, which, you know, it's a lot about the skills, but it's also about like – boy, you guys have a good family camaraderie and like your family recipe is really interesting to us and it's all about family, family, family. Family, family, family. But really it's the exact same show like all of these other cooking competition shows and it's not like a chopped. It's one of those things where each week, uh, you know, another family goes home and they whittle it down so you can't just pick and choose on, a, on an episode which honestly was one of the reasons why I wasn't really that hooked in. Okay, that was... There are two main reasons, and they're really linked. Can I go into this right now, or do you want to continue talking about your hates? No, you go for it. I'll hold on to uh, mine. Okay, listen. This is why I immediately wrote this show off. Nick, as soon as this happened, you could see Nick's facial features change and him go, I'm not going to watch this show. I'll watch this episode, but yeah. I'm not going to watch I this show. I literally had to say, like, do you want to just watch this one episode and then talk about it and see if we can get squeeze 20 minutes out of it on our show? Because I'm not going to continue watching this show. And here's why. 
pop this motherfucker up on the ABC app, right? Yep. The, 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 the people who are putting the stuff on these websites, these apps, when you're not watching them on cable, you know, we've cut cords in this family, okay? So we don't have that. We're we in a non-cable family. We watch things on... People order things from most recent to least recent across the board. Yep. And then there is a thumbnail. There is a picture depicting what that episode is kind of summed up with. Mm -hmm. When you're looking at a competition reality show and where people are getting whittled down from episode one all the way to episode 20 or whatever, yep. and you are jumping into an ep a, se uh, a, a season that has completely aired, when you open up that show, the first icon you see, the first thumbnail, the first picture you see is the final episode of the show. That's right. And on there, you see the competitors that are still on there. Yeah. I saw who was in the finals of this show as soon as we put on Family Food Fight on ABC. I couldn't believe it. And ABC, I go, get okay, your shit together. It's this family, it's this family versus this family. I'm yeah. like, I didn't realize it at the moment. And then until I we started scrolling to the first episode and I started to realize that those people were still yeah because at this point i thought it could be like a chopped where every episode was contained you won't know who wins uh the you can't win an entire season you just win an, an episode but no this is like master chef where it gets whittled down to one master chef yeah one family food fight family and i know who the last two were and i didn't even start watching the show it's like i'm not gonna put in these are hour-long episodes i, I on the ABC app, that means I gotta watch commercials as well. I'm not gonna watch 12 episodes when I know who the two final families are. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It really I, is. It's like, get, that seems like such a small thing to change. You don't even have to change the ordering. No. Nope. Just don't put the picture. Just put a blank family food. Just put Aisha making a smile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to see. The thumbnail should not be the the two, the two last families. No. Where I'm like, not only that, I'm seeing them, I'm whittle, whittling them down in reverse as yeah. I'm scrolling to the first episode. It's insane. It's such an obvious, tiny thing that would be so easy to do. And, you, and whatever ratings you get from secondhand viewing like this, where you get to register how many streams you get, you lost our streams. Yeah, we're we not could have watch watched it. all of them. Why would I invest myself in something when I already know the outcome? So as soon as I made that decision in my head, that's when I told Ashley, yeah, we could watch this first episode. I will not be watching any other episodes of this show. So uh, let's just do it and see if we like it. And sure enough, even with that, Ashley still didn't like it. It's interesting. This show is this show made me very angry. Um, this show has all the ingredients to be a successful show, and it really sort of just proves that some there's some sort of television magic that needs to occur to make a show good. This had the right format. This has, uh, you know, a celebrity host. It has two, you know, uh, renowned chef hosts. It has everything. It has a, an ABC budget. You know, it has everything that should make it watchable. And yet it was incredibly unwatchable. And here's why I think it was unwatchable. Two reasons. One, like I already said, the hosts had no chemistry together. There's nothing uniting these people. Right. Right. The second thing. And this is big. OK, Nick, I want you to hold on to your bottom. OK, I'm squeezing my butt. <laughs> they they do this this whole thing. It's called family food fight they keep talking about the importance of family they keep showing families it's all about family 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 and then they critique these families until we watch a mom cry we did watch a mom we cry. watch a mom i'm watching a mom cry listen i never need to see anyone's mom cry they all they're doing is talking about how important a family is and then they're being mean to a mother yeah. on television well they weren't being mean but they were being very critical of a mother's recipe who I don't was already watch very that. this woman was already very wound up they're being critical of a mother's recipe who she inherited from her mother who yeah. inherited it from and it's just like in front of her daughters in front of her her daughters are kind of it's just like please get me out of here okay i don't want to watch that for one second and that's why this show gets an f i said c minus i meant f <laughs> i can't believe they made me watch that mom cry yeah it was tough yeah so that's my biggest issue with this show i don't want to watch people you know making a 
making parents feel bad. You know, I don't want to watch. A, and then they, the other pe- that other family, um, what it was like the Lexi family or something. They that didn't. The, spoiler alert: they got eliminated. Um, sure, the daughter was obnoxious, but they still like made us watch a daughter disappoint her parents. Yeah. And it's just like, why? Why we are you going to have a therapist on board for us? Like, it's just not. I don't need to watch family issues on a cooking show. They also like that family bragged a little bit. I mean, the daughter bragged. The daughter was obnoxious. So she, but at the she was end, obnoxious, and it did seem like when the daughter was obnoxious, all of the judges decided, "Okay, we're just gonna we're gonna eliminate he, yeah, them, yeah, and uh, we're gonna make sure that they feel pretty bad about themselves." Yeah, so like the, they they took it upon themselves to sort of give them some comeuppance. They took it upon themselves to be like, "Yeah, that seems like the daughter's running this family, and like maybe she needs to relax." And it's just like, why are you say you're eliminating them, and you're also telling them that their family dynamics are fucked up? Come on. Do better. Yeah, and uh, aside from that, I can't remember a goddamn thing about this show. I, it was it was disheartening. I'm very excited for competition food shows. I really like them. They're one of my favorite styles of reality. And, uh, yeah, just wasn't into this one. Isn't it interesting when a show has all the ingredients and is not successful? All the ingredients? Doesn't work. Look at you. Yeah. So what it is interesting. Now, my question for you, Ashley, is would you watch Aisha's Food Network show that she has a couple of seasons on? Yeah, I'm not giving up on her. Seems like she just kind of cooks her recipes in a kitchen and maybe serves it to her friends and family. Yes. It seems like a kind of a Giada de Laurentos, uh, you know, Italian cooking at home style, whatever that show is. Yeah, called. I'd love to watch her show. Yeah, we'll check. Maybe we'll check that out. We'll give the we'll give Aisha a second chance yeah. here as far as uh, reality blows as long go. As no, as long as there's not a mom crying in front of her daughters about their grandmother's recipe, I'll be good. Something tells me there won't be, but uh, it'll be kind of weird if there was. And that would actually <laughs> be kind of fun. Ash, what do you say we move on to our second show here, which is the casting special for season two of Temptation Island on USA folks if you haven't watched this first season yet go catch up before thursday because the first season was bonkers first season was incredible first season was sure the show had been on in the past and you could watch it but clearly this first season couples didn't really know what they were no, getting into they were 12 when it was on the air yeah. not even they uh, were yeah super young they had Eight. no idea what they were getting into and so with the first season there's less of like um i want to try i'm trying to be on television feel as there was with this casting special mm-hmm. so this casting special is sort of behind the scenes how how we whittle down our couples and who we how we pick who we pick the process um and let me just say this folks and this is what was going through my head last night um they're the biggest reality show right now as far as i think international fame and fortune and pop culture is is Love Island. Mm-hmm. I think Love Island is kind of what everybody's into. They did an SNL parody of it. They did an uh, Phoebe Waller's Bridge was uh, hosting SNL, and she uh, that's she, Saturday Night Live. Uh, Saturday, Saturday. Night yeah, Live. if you guys didn't know, that's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Phoebe's Phoebe Waller's Bridge was the is the uh, the writer and star of Fleabag, and she also writes Killing Eve. And she's great. She just swept a whole bunch of Emmys last week. Congratulations to her. Her much deserved. Actually, a very good episode from what I can tell of SNL. I watched a bunch of those sketches. Oh, you did? Yeah, and I enjoyed it. I thought she was very good in it. I but like the Love Island sketch. They did like a Love Island thing where they it was like kind of like a video that they that they made. And it's if you are a fan of reality TV and you're a fan of Love Island. Or really any sort of British reality, you should go ahead and watch this because all they did, I, 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 it actually opened my eyes to like how maybe big Love Island is to regular people because the things that they were making fun of are the things that I feel like I like to make fun of with these shows, which is really just, I, I love there's a joke in there where like, if you thought British accents were crazy, well, check out what this all all the accents in between sound like. And so there was like a Scottish, yeah, somebody Irish, for some Irish, like, and really that is, it's like these people sound so crazy they don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, really, well, and well, honestly, they were hitting different aspects of these British, yeah. like a young 
2019 British accent. If you're like a, a if you if you go spray tanning and you're a jacked person and you want to be on reality TV, this is what you probably sound like if you live in England. Yeah. Um. And I love all the use of Kraken. There's all those because we watch. We're in the middle of War of the Worlds right now, which a lot of these people are from Love Island and yeah. stuff. And and really the reason why people are making fun of these accents are based on some of these f- great uh, contestants on our favorite reality show right now. So it hit very close to home when they were picking on the little meticulous things that I make fun of when I listen to these accents. And it was so well done and so funny. And just the idea of how easy these people just have sex with one another. You know, it's just like at the drop of a hat. Yeah. How much makeup they're wearing. Right. All of the things that you as a person who are not on one of these shows kind of find to be strange when you watch these shows, but oddly compelling. They picked on all the nuances. And that's why I thought this sketch was really great. You can watch it on YouTube. It's a fantastic sketch. Um, But, uh, you know, what separates uh, a Love Island from something like a Temptation Island is people are going in to this show in committed relationships for some reason. Oof. Why are these people, and this is the whole question I kept asking Ashley and myself as we were watching this casting special, we would see a couple on, they would tell us our story, and then they would go, and we really think, like it would literally be somebody being like, we've been together for two years, we love each other, we really want to get married. Um, I find that uh, this person has possibly some infidelity issues, I have been cheated on in the past, and I feel like we're getting somewhere, we're getting over it, but I really think we should be on this show to tempt each other to cheat for some reason. Why? They give us answers at the end. I don't believe the answers. I think the at the end of this, they should all go, yeah, he's cheated on me. I'm scarred by the fact that he's cheated on me and every boyfriend I've ever had has cheated on me. But for some reason, we're going on Temptation Island because I think it'll be good for us. Why? It makes no sense. Say what you want to say. You want to be on television and you think this is a good way to become a reality TV star. Say it. Say it on the TV because I would respect you and I'd watch the shit out of your show still if you were honest with us and been like, honestly, like I do love this guy, but like we really want to be on TV and I think we could get through this without actually cheating on each other and also be reality TV stars. So we're going to gamble. That's what they're doing, right? Yeah. Because like I don't disbelieve the fact that they love each other. I think that they're real couples. You know what I mean? I know that some people fake couple up. Like, I kind of feel like on X on the Beach, people kind of fake couple up so that they can get on this show. 100%. These people aren't coming from a feeder show. They're really being casted as couples. And we actually see in this casting special that they do their due diligence, these old executive producers that are that are talking about the it's isn't it so interesting when you see because on this show also just a a little aside we got to see the producers of this show and the producers are the oldest guys in the world and old white men and one older black woman that looks like they just stuck in there just to make it look like it wasn't a whole bunch of old white men. It would have been nice if she spoke once. Didn't say a goddamn <laughs> word. Also, under each one of the white men's fucking, uh, like, their title cards, it yeah. was executive producer. Never saw the name Don't of this woman. Don't know what she does. I assume she's the casting woman. That's what I assume. Could have been nice to give her would've a title. Nice. Would have been nice. Or hear her speak. She laughed once, you know. And so... Anyway, a bunch of asides into a bunch of asides. I don't, I still don't believe the fact that these people want to be on this show just based on the fact that they want to test their relationship out. Right. And they can't move on with their relationships until they pass, they, they, they hurt, they get over this hurdle of is our relationship strong enough to withstand the temptation of the island. Right. It, it makes no sense. That's what they're selling on us. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like, be honest. You want to be on a fucking TV show. So you're gambling with your relationship because you're in some sort of unhealthy situation. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's my that's my diatribe. I on, think we should go thing. on it. See, this is what I said. And then you're constantly bringing up the fact that we should go on this show. I think we'd be great. Yeah, we'd be great. I don't think we would cheat on each other. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't cheat on me. I think everyone would love us. Yeah, everybody would love you because uh, you didn't cheat on me and it would be awesome. I think that I'd be over there knee deep in it. In what? In what, Nick? In what? In Love Islands. With me? 
No, With we wouldn't see each other. Yeah. We'd be on two separate sides of that island. Let's go on the show. You don't want to be on that show, Ash. Admit it to yourself. You're right. I can barely watch myself in a 30-second yeah. clip on yeah. Netflix. Can you imagine if you were on there drunk, dancing around? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of like, guys with like big muscles dancing around you. Because like, you know how it gets. It's like they overload these islands with too many horny guys and then all the women are like yeah <laughs> and then on the other side like it's the complete opposite and all the guys are like oh yeah i was a dumb fat guy from texas and now all these women want to have sex with me like it's you don't want to be on there you don't want to you maybe want to live that life you want the experience but you don't want that to be uh you don't want us to have to review the whole season of that right do you do you think i think you're right i think you're right. even though every time we watch this show i'm always like nick we should go on it i don't know why i just feel like we would not cheat on each other and we get a free vacation you're a creep that's why I'm you want to be you want to be creepy I'm on the show lover. why do you do you think that people go on the show for the free vacay no they go on the show to be on the show. But they're going to like a tropical island for yeah, like but you a don't month or two. Enjoy it. You just like sit in the same smelly hot tub with like the same guy. It's you can figure that out in another way other than ruining a four year relationship that you have with somebody. It's it, it's it makes no sense to me. Anyway, I'm done talking about what I, I find I still love the show. Cause the thing is, what's happening is real. Couples get on this show and they really test the limits of their relationship and they really fail big time. It and is, it feels crazy it's when they do. Fascinating because it's such a study in like human hubris. Cause these couples they they think they can play with fire. They really do. They think like we can go on this show, we're strong and then we get to watch their relationships fall apart it is it is the foolhardy nature of the young in love couple that thinks they can withstand the temptation of 24 love starved singles okay they can't they can't withstand that temptation or can they check out this Thursday, Temptation Island season two? Do you have any more notes that you want to talk about with the casting special? Yeah, there's a couple of things we need to go over. All right, let's do it. First off, Mark Wahlberg is there, and he yes. oh. he's wearing shoes on the beach. Mark Wahlberg <laughs> did his whole thing from like the shoreline of like a very nice uh, from paradise yeah. from a beach. Except for there's like a family playing in the background, and when you, he's like in kind of like a he's kind of like in like a, a button down shirt and some slacks, and you'd think maybe some maybe barefoot or flip flops, but when they do that wide shot. You could see he's in loafers on the beach. This man's wearing shoes. I couldn't believe it. He didn't want to be out there. Nobody wanted to he be out there. He also looks like he shouldn't be out there. Like his shirt looked like it was from Kohl's. Yeah. Like I, I was just like, what are you doing, Mark Marky Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg. Now let's not do forget this is Mark the other Mark Wahlberg, not Marky Mark. Do you remember when this show when the first time we watched this show and they introduced Mark Wahlberg? I had to pause it and go back. And you were like, No, that is Marky Mark Wahlberg. You thought it was really no. Marky Mark. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Listen to our podcast. I'm telling babe. you, it. W I never thought. Why would you I think that was? You said that's Marky Mark Wahlberg <laughs> of the Wahlbergs. <laughs> no, I did not. Babe, listen go to, to your our next pod. note. Our next note is that we saw some of the. Um, we saw couples from last season. We saw Casey and Evan, and we learned infamous, infamous. And we learned that there is something called the Casey experience, which I think is like the hanging Chad. Well, what Ashley means is uh, one of the couples coming up on this new season was just like, I don't want to get Casey'd. I don't want the Casey experience. And to me, that's really fun that she is now like a thing yeah. that you want to avoid when totally. you're on this show. There's now like a history. Yeah. Like, oh man, like everybody knows like uh, season four, Rachel, she got Casey. Like yep. that's going to be something in season four mm -hmm. we get to hear. And what Casey means is Evan just comes on this show clearly to break up with Casey. Like that's yeah. like how he figured out a way to get out of this by being like, yeah, yeah, I'll go on this show. Uh, yeah, our, our love will stand the test of time. And then he did a very meticulous unraveling of their relationship by cheating on on her and with and, Morgan with, and now and they're engaged with Morgan now they're engaged well and we he, didn't they actually didn't talk about the engagement though in the um no the but we did see Casey. Special. Casey looked like she gained a little weight, which was good. Did uh, she? Yeah, she looked like she gained like a couple pounds. She needed to. She was a brunette. She's a brunette She's now. She's a brunette now, so she, her whole life is different. She said, this is the best thing that could have ever happened to me. She, and she said, I think he just brought me on the show to break up with yes, me, which is what you just the, said. The Casey experience. And then we also saw my fave couple, Shari and Javen, I think were their names. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, they were just so incredible. I love them. I think they should have their own show. Yeah, they were sweet. Um, Javen was really funny. Yeah. Shari was really uh, bristly, bristly and closed off, but yep. then eventually got very warm. And they they're uh, they seem like they were like, let's be on the show and like really not cheat on one another. Yeah. And like it was very tough for them not to do that, but yeah. they actually didn't. They didn't cheat. Um, which uh, and look at them now. They're I want to know what happened with the rest of the crew though. I yeah. do. I do want to know about the rest of the that crew. Blonde- the couple from Texas. Yes, they were couple trouble. from Texas. Because remember, they they had like something where like she moved back in with him, and then he yeah. she started cheating on him with the guy from New York, and yeah. then like she he kicked John her out and of, Katie. John kicked her out of his house. Right, like get out of my house that I pay for. Yeah, they split, and then the other couple was Carl and Nicole, but they were not as. I was never really invested in Carl no, and Nicole. No, no, no. John and Katie though, they were a shit show, and she got with the chiropractor who lived in New York. Yeah. Ooh, doggy. He was like kind of a strange guy. You know what? I hope Temptation Island season two holds a candle to season one. Seriously, it was really good. Season one was do great. Do yourselves a favor and watch that first season. Folks, that's the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Do us a favor and follow us on all social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter at Reality Blows Pod. You can find Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. You can find us on Instagram at Reality Blows Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. And you can email us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. If you email us, we'll email you back. If you want us to read an email on the air or something, please note that in the email and we will do that. We also want any sort of recommendations for TV shows to watch. Folks, we Always need them. Always looking for rats, Please, y'all. as you can see, uh, we got recommended uh, this show a year ago and now we're still getting recommended this show and we're still loving on this show so please make sure you watch Temptation Island for next week because that's what we're going to talk about the first episode also if you haven't done it yet rate our podcast five stars in the Apple Podcast app write a little something nice for our review as you know we're trying to get to 100 reviews before the end of the year thank you so much for listening and good day to you bye bye